Today's episode is proudly brought to you by us here at Capture the Magic Apparel, your one-stop shop for themed shirts inspired by Harry Potter, Universal Studios Orlando, and Disney World. You'll love some of our newest releases, which included shirts inspired by Hogwarts Express, the Weasley's Flying Car, Bowser's Favorite Obsession Peaches, and much more. It's not just our unique designs that sets Capture the Magic Apparel apart from other shirt companies, but it's our unwavering commitment to quality as each shirt is designed, printed, and shipped from us right in our own shop. Our attention to detail ensures that your money is well spent and you will be getting a shirt that will last for years to come. Not only is our shirt quality first class, they are as comfortable as a warm hug from Hagrid himself. Even with all that, it does get even better because of you, our beloved podcast listener, are in for a special treat. If you head over to ctmshirts.com right now and use the code PODCAST, you'll receive a 15% discount on your purchase. But act fast as this offer won't last long. So again, just head to ctmshirts.com and use the promo code PODCAST to save 15% off your first order. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jamie Lee, and I'm joined by my husband, Mr. Jared Lee. Hello, Jared. Hello. Well, welcome, and uh, I got a question for you. I like to ask questions are, on are the show. Are you welcoming me or the audience? I'm welcoming, I'm welcoming the audience oh, okay. to our little uh, conversation we're going to have. Okay. Um, okay, so this is a would you rather question. Okay, so would you rather stay one night at a premier resort and basically have two days of express and just those two days only? Or would you rather stay, let's say, four nights at a value resort, have more time in the parks, even though you don't have express pass, but you, you pay basically paying the same amount of money? Is this uh, before or after Epic Universe opens? Let's just say before. I would do the premiere. You would do the premiere. Well, because if you have premiere and you get the express pass associated with that, you can get basically everything you want to get done for the most part in the two parks in that amount of time. Yeah. So you 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 would you would do that. I mean, like, I feel like some people would want to extend their vacation to make it longer and just be like, okay, well, if I don't run it now, I can ride it later. Like, for example, like Hagrid's is not an express, so right. for that ride, you're going to have to wait. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. It also makes waiting for that ride easier when you don't have to wait on the other rides as much. That's true. But that's true. But you know, if you have, a, if you have four days you want to spend, I mean, that's a different scenario where, you know, right. then yeah. you have two extra days where you could, I don't know, do whatever you want to do. But yeah, that's what I would do personally. But okay. Just get it, just pack it all in. Yeah. Two what days. about you? Um, it, I guess it would depend on the time of year, how busy the parks are. Um, if it's really a busy time of year, maybe yeah, I would do the premier resort and stay the one night and do two days. Um, but if it's like a slower time of year, say, I don't know, say like September, for example, like, or like late August, maybe I would do the four days or four nights or whatever I said. Um, because it gives you time to like swim at the pool. You can go to Volcano Bay, maybe like just have a more leisure vacation instead of trying to rush and pack it all in. 
Yeah, it, as much as I I love going to Universal though, I think four to five days the outside now. If you're if you're talking park specific, I think that's a long time. Um, in terms of like doing some yeah. of the parks, but if you yeah, if you want to throw in other activities, you could do that. It, it depends on how you want a vacation. True, I would say. True. Okay. Well, thank you for that. You're very welcome. Well, uh, we've got a, a good episode for you today. We're going to talk about the best snacks, like food or drink, that you can find in Diagon Alley. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about some news. And then we also want to mention, if you want to check out some awesome shirts to wear in the parks, you should check out ctmshirts.com. Yes. Yeah, so if you, well, first off, if you're just looking for great shirts in our opinion, and if you also want to help, you know, contribute to the show and all that stuff, you could go check out cteamshirts.com. Like Jamie said, where we uh, design our own shirts, we print our own shirts in-house, and we ship them out to you. And with Christmas coming up, we have a lot more shirts coming up, but we have a lot of Harry Potter ones uh, specifically, uh, Ollivander's, um, I, uh, Hagrid's. There's a lot of Harry Potter spe- specific ones, and we also have some general Universal Studios ones, as well as Disney and some other ones like that. So if you uh, want to go check that out again, go to ctmshirts.com, and we print shirts on comfort colors, next level hoodies, sweatshirts, all that stuff. So whatever weather or you know how warm, how cold you want to be, we can print them on all of those things. So uh, actually, if you go over to ctmshirts.com today and use the promo code Halloween, you'll save fifteen percent on your first order and uh, we ship shirt with like we said we print them in house so we ship them out to you uh within three or four days and then you get them in hand and they're fantastic shirts so again ctmshirts.com and use the promo code halloween to get 15 percent off your order okay thank you mm-hmm. all right well let's get to the news before we get to our segment uh so first thing we're gonna talk about is that holidays at universal orlando resort Dates and events have finally been announced. Yeah, they're a little late this year compared to last year. Really late. Don't know why, but they we, we have them now. So the holiday season will officially begin on November 17th and run through December 31st. Uh, we will see the return of Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's Christmas in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, including the Magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle projection show. So that's good. That was a, I really enjoyed that last year. Uh-huh. Uh, the Grinchmas Hula Day Spectacular, the Grinch and Friends Character Breakfast, Universal's Holiday Tour, seasonal food and drinks, seasonal merchandise, including Earl the Squirrel, and he has a new lady friend mm-hmm. that's going to be appearing with him. I don't know what her name is. I don't know if Martha it, the squirrel. If it's not Pearl, that's a that's a missed opportunity. You would think, yeah, that's true. Although it could be confusing. But anyways, <laughs> it could be. Um, but yes, Universal annual pass holders will get a holiday magnet, extended lounge hours to the uh, pass holder lounge. That is mm-hmm. uh, special parade viewing, early preview of the holiday tribute store, exclusive menu items, and discounts on some of the special offerings and merchandise. And holiday merchandise is already popping up. You can find Harry Potter, Earl the Squirrel, and the Grinch stuff in the shops, which we saw the other day. And we will discuss uh, all these things you can do in the next episode. So we will do a full breakdown of all mm-hmm. the holiday stuff in the next one. But they is start. We did get finally news of that because last year it showed up in August. Yeah, it was a couple was, months earlier. Yeah. and so it's actually late. So it's announcing later, and it's it's showing up like later in the parks. So last year was like the beginning of November. Yeah, last year it was the Veterans Day weekend, and that's that's what I assumed it would be this year. 
And it's basically like five, six days later, because usually it starts on a Saturday and this day it starts on a Friday, just the following week. So we actually won't be able to actually check any of this out until December. So we usually like to go in November and do it, but this year it's just going to be a little later. That's okay. I just love Christmas so much. <laughs> Considering it's not even Halloween and you're already... Yeah, Halloween? You have that? the itch to put up Christmas stuff already. I really do. You know, they say that people that decorate for Christmas early are generally happier people. No, listen, I love Christmas. So My I'm whole okay thing is it's just... We, you need order. We can't have, we have Christmas pot. Like we already have Christmas before Halloween or excuse me, before Thanksgiving. And now it's creeping up. People want to do it before Halloween. Like before you know it, we're going to be 4th of July is going to be competing with Christmas. <laughs> Listen here. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've said this before, but I'm saying it again. Halloween, at least in Disney and universal a little bit, they start in August. So by the time it's all over, there's like basically almost three months of Halloween festivities or Halloween season. Christmas gets less than two months? I don't think so. I don't think so. We're going to intrude a little bit on the Halloween season. Who's this? Even we, it up. Who's this we? I don't know who the we is. We is the, the people. You're sounding the, very, the Christmas people. Sounding very revolutionary over here. I don't. <laughs> but it, I mean. You, you understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just also saying, I mean, Thanksgiving is a fantastic holiday. And I, under, I, I maybe agree. Christmas and Thanksgiving should have an accord and they decide to combine forces to create some sort of early holiday where they Christmas can extend itself before Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving gets some concessions as well. Like maybe there's gifts on Thanksgiving. There you uh, go. I mean, I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. I'm just saying there's 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 ways to do there's it. negotiations to be made here i don't know who's <laughs> representing thanksgiving but i would i would like to do it because i feel like uh they need some help because they're get yeah. they're just getting trampled at this point that's true but anyway i love this time of year and i love all of the festivities at universal so i'm very excited for holidays at universal this year as you are probably too I, lo- I love Christmas in the in the theme, in the parks. Like you know, I yeah. love Universal's has grown on me as we've gone there more. And obviously now we do mm-hmm. the show talking about Universal. So yeah, I mean it's uh, a in Florida. It's great weather. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. Christmas stuff is awesome. And the parade, like the parade, is, like gets better every year. So I, I am very curious how what they're going to have in it this year. Uh huh. And then I'm really curious what they're going to do in coming years. Like say once Epic Universe is open. Right. What like do they do? They like, do they do Christmas in Epic Universe? Do they do extra stuff in I the parades? Because I'm just waiting. At some point, you're gonna have Mario and Nintendo stuff. I would assume in the in the Christmas parade. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to the next story. Uh, photo validation facial recognition scanners are in testing phase at Islands of Adventure entrance now. Yeah, I actually saw these the other day. Um, Isaac, you, uh, I don't know what you want to release. You had to, you got chosen to do a certain thing that you can't discuss. Oh, should I say this now? Well, it really doesn't mean to discuss. I mean, we, you were I'll stopped. I'll mention it. Okay. You were stopped for a survey and. So, yeah. So I was, we were walking toward, uh, ET or SpongeBob store or whatever. And, uh, in between there and the Beverly Hills area, there's La Bamba 
And then there is uh, the NPC Media Center, I think is what they call it. And the guy was there and he just stopped me and he asked me, asked me if I could, he could ask me a few questions, answer some questions. And then he told me that I qualified to be part of a focus group um, for basically NBC media and like their market research team. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So, um, a couple hours later, I went back to the media center and participated in this focus group. I cannot discuss what we talked about. I can't say, I can't say anything about it. Basically. Um, I just, I can say that I did it. And then I learned a lot of valuable things that universal is in the process of doing considering and, maybe bringing to life shortly. Those NDAs will get you. Yes, I did have to sign an NDA. My whole point in bringing that up was yes. we actually were going to leave the park before that meeting was taken, or the yeah. focus group. So basically they did that and I was like, go do that. So yeah. I did. So I took the kids over to Islands of Adventure yeah. to do Seuss Landing stuff. So that's whenever you know we took the entrance and I saw the photo or the facial recognition scanners over there. There were two turnstiles or two entry points to the right that had them going, Uh and then two to the left that did not. Okay. I initially was in line for those. I didn't realize that's what it was. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I don't. I don't really want to do the facial recognition scanners. I just don't. It's it's very. um, I'm a. I I love technology and I use technology all the time. But that stuff, I don't. I don't. uh, I don't know. It's too. You know what it is. It's too. New Worldish, like China, like they do that stuff where like everything's tied to it, and I'm just like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I'd rather not. So it you can It makes you feel like it's Minority Report. Remember they right. like scan your eye, or and whatever? I know you use your fingerprint. I get it, and like, yeah, it does. You know, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, you know, I just not. But I say that because you can opt out if you would like, right? But they these will be implemented in Epic Universe when they do that. But you can actually opt out of the fingerprint as well if you want to. What do you have to do if you? Opt you just out? tell them you don't want to do the fingerprint. Do you just? Have they to show may your ask ID you to see your ID. Okay. But so you technically can always opt out of these things. Yeah. Um. So I I'm sure they'll be able to on the facial recognition as well. Okay. But uh, that that now is going where it's supposed to be a quicker process. Um, my guess is, is with any of these like going to Disney or Universal, there's always issues with the fingerprint. Yeah. Especially with kids. Yeah. Like, oh, and it, yeah. That's and that's the main thing that can hold up these lines. So I get it from that standpoint of wanting something that makes it quicker. Um, and I'm sure they've got safeguards, but, you know, with all the facial stuff. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure ideally this would make the whole process a little quicker. Um, hopefully. I mean, it will be in Epic Universe. So, I mean, they're just testing it now. And I know they've tested similarly in the past. But, you know, it looks like that's going to be implemented there. And the thing is, I see a lot of people not wanting to do it, though, because we were in line and, and I yeah. switched line because a, a, I had the kids with us and I'm like, I don't know how this works with the kids. And I'm just like, I I personally right. don't really want to like right. I'm not going to throw a huge fit about it. But I was just like, I'll just go with this line and not deal with it right now. Yeah. And uh, one of the other guys, I switched lines. And the guy was like, oh, they got a line. The guy went, w-, and they looked up, and I heard him go, what's this before? It's like, and they said the facial recognition stuff. And he was like, oh, uh-uh, never mind. And he got a line and like went to another line, too. Uh, and I saw like two or three other people do that. So I will be a little curious as to how this goes over uh, with the general public in terms of that. Because you don't – Yeah. I will say fingerprints, one thing. You don't really see facial recognition stuff out in the wild much. In the wild. I like, don't know. I don't recall any place 
like this, like using facial recognition. So while I think they're doing it for reasons of hope, you know, like it speeds up the line, I'm sure. I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know how people will uh, be open to it or not. I actually have no clue, but. Okay. Well, thank you for your your experience. No problem. I will do uh, some social engineering research uh, (laughs) next week. See how that goes. All right. Um, The last thing we're going to talk about in the news is that Universal has been approved for a special tax district to construct a Sunrail station. And this actually was approved back on October 10th. And I think there's some confusion about it. Um, and people were comparing it to Reedy Creek. It's not Reedy Creek. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I well, wanted to mention it. It's This was already, we knew this was going to happen because Universal stepped forward basically said they would help basically construct one of these. If you remember the whole Sunrail Station thing, it's this train that runs from Miami that was going to go to uh, the airport. And at one point there were rumors they're going to have a station at like Disney Springs and then Disney didn't want to pay the extra money for it. They didn't think they needed to. And Universal right. stepped up and said, hey, we will. And so they're now constructing a station. I don't know exactly. Does this article say here? I mean, I can read. This is a pretty short article. Um, it just says this, it's 719 acres, which mostly includes Epic Universe theme park. It's mo- yeah, it's mostly encompassing um, Epic Universe in that area over there. 13 acres are for the proposed train station alongside Destination Parkway. Um, so, so basically it says, uh, such community development districts are created to fund infrastructure for a specific community. Taxes and fees are assessed on landowners in the district. Universal and Rida development corporation. The owners of Hilton Orlando are the only landowners in this district. So it won't affect okay. anybody, but universal and Hilton, um, says yeah. it will use a bond proceeds of, $174 million worth of public infrastructure. $129 million of that is for the Destination Parkway Station and the Sunshine Corridor uh, proposed connection between the Convention Center and Orlando International Airport. So it's, that's what I thought. It's going yeah. to the Convention Center, but the right. but Epic Universe is being built right next to the Convention Center. So right. the thinking from Universal is they're going to get a lot more, you know, it's going to be an easy way for people to get to the airport to uh, Universal. Well, and it connects to Brightline, which just opened right. from Miami to the airport. Correct. So, yeah, I think, I mean, basically the special district is to raise the money for, you know, you know well, for the... Yeah, and it's like to, you know, it's for infrastructure of, I'm sure, electricity, utilities, all these things. And and I've seen some articles around out there basically like Universal is now getting a special district. It, it Special districts happen all the time. Right. The thing about them is, they're t- for the most part, I mean, di- this is why Disney's was so unique and all that stuff happened with them in that most of them don't go on that long. A lot of times special districts are there for a period of time and they're disbanded um, usually. So, and I'm not going to act like I'm a special districts expert by any means, but this is specifically <laughs> for this railway. So it's not like, I saw some news articles that were like, it, it, essentially saying Universal was getting their own Reedy Creek. Like you were saying, it's not what's happening at all. This is just for this Brightline station that uh, from what I can tell, it just seems that they're getting it to get the infrastructure of it built and then probably will. I mean, I don't know if there's any tax breaks. It didn't say in the article, but they, um, you know, it'll probably be disbanded sometime shortly in the future. 
Right. right. And just FYI, it's called Shingle Creek. Shingle Creek. Shingle Creek, which, why do they like the word creek? Shingle Creek Transit and Utility Community Development District. So. Well, if they were going for not wanting to be recognized as Reedy Creek, they dropped the ball they on that one. They didn't do a good job with that. No. <laughs> they do. Look, but maybe it's because creeks seem like they're they're just peaceful. They do, like Babbling Brook. Right, but that's Brook. I know, but like that's it's Creek and Brook, they, they're very similar. They should have called it babbling, the Babbling Brook. Babbling Brook. And then they, nobody would have believed them. Anyways, so that's <laughs> what's going on. But the, the station, I, you know, I said this when they announced it. I think that railway station is a uh, it's a potential really big thing for Universal because it's almost like their own built-in um, uh, Magical Express that Disney used to have. Because you know... Oh, yeah. Because you know that they're going to have... I was sh- I would assume, I shouldn't say you know, but I would assume they're going to have bus transportation from Universal there at that station that will take you to your hotel or to the parks or wherever you want to go. Yep. So, yep. I you know, and I think that's uh, quite an advantage. Okay. Just okay, yeah. Just oh, I thought you had something else to add. Yeah. I don't. I was just saying, compared to you know, Disney used to have that advantage, right? Of the transportation that you didn't have to like think about. It's true. Now but, you got to think about it. Yeah. Yep. Anything else news wise you want to mention? I uh, was just going to mention there is uh, just released a couple of days ago a new Epic Universe construction update. This one isn't a huge. This one's on YouTube, by the way. Um, there wasn't a bunch of new stuff, but we are able to now see some scaffolding was removed in Dark Universe. So we're starting to get some first looks at the um, Gothic Manor. That's going to be one of the rides there. So you can see some stuff there. Uh, and um, a lot more stuff over in uh, How to Train Your Dragon. So there's a lot of fencing up. So one thing I'm learning, because I'm, I'm learning along with the audience here, about how a new theme park is constructed. <laughs> so when you see fencing go up, that usually indicates that there's going to be ride testing going on pretty soon. It's okay. like a safe measure. So you're seeing fencing go up at most coasters all over the park. All of them uh, either have gone under or are currently under doing reach testing. to make sure It's a device they use to make sure people can't touch stuff on the track. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so definitely moving along. A lot of scaffolding, especially if you look over in Harry Potter land. Um, tons of you can't really see much at all because it's all up in scaffolding so you've got that also in dark universe and super nintendo world is starting its exterior theming so the next little bit is probably going to be kind of like we're going to see some stuff here and there peeking through as most of the infrastructure is built a lot of it's just getting the exterior stuff and like walkways down and stuff like that so but yeah so you can go check that out go to it's at captain magic on youtube it's like a 13-minute video walking through that stuff. And, uh, but I do those as um, bio-reconstruct. He does. He flies a helicopter up there, takes pictures. So every time he drops a batch of pictures, uh, I'll do a video outlining what we saw compared to what we've seen before and all that stuff. So all right, subscribe there and go check it out. All right. Thank you. If you're looking at planning a dream vacation or just a quick trip to Disney World or Universal Studios, look no further than Zip Travel. We have a dedicated team just for Capture the Magic listeners that will not only provide expert advice, but will also help you find the best deals on tickets, hotels, dining, special events, and more. But that's not all. By booking your vacation with Zip Travel, you'll get some free gifts, including a free t-shirt from us, $10 in shop credit, and a gift waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. 
So why wait? Head on over to travelwithzip.com and fill out the short form there to get in contact. There is zero obligation. So even if you're just curious about pricing and what would work for your budget, again, just head to travelwithzip.com today. All right, well, let's move on to the topic today, which we are going to talk about the best snacks in Diagonale. And these are magical snacks. They're very magical. What makes them magical? Makes them magical because uh, it's in Wizarding World. Oh, okay. And you've got wands and magic spells and like duh. Fair. <laughs> what was the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Jason Statham where Brad Pitt was a boxer? He's supposed. To, I can't. Remember, I snatch. Snatch. It reminds me when you when I see Diagon Alley how they talked in that movie. They've been Diagon Alley. They did just like everything was just, just like shortened. That's what they do in the movie too. It's like diagonally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, diagonally. Yeah, I feel like every time I see it, I feel like somebody needs to say it that way. Or diagonally. It's oh. the word diagonally. Did you not realize that till just now? I didn't really notice. Oh that. my! Was that on purpose? Gosh, yes. Oh. Okay. Really? Why, why would I know Diagonally? that? Diagonally? Like, just smush it together. I wasn't good at geometry. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. This is amazing. I okay. like diagonally better. Anyways. Diagonally. <laughs> now we're going to diagonally. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we have some food and drink options that we're going to talk about. Um, you can actually find almost all of these in Hogsmeade as well, except for one. And it's a big one. So... Uh, start with number one. Do you want to read these, Jared? I would love to. Okay. What's the number one snack? Or do you want to go from seven to, or I think we can just go go in order. Okay. I don't, honestly, I don't want to scroll down and back up. Fine. Okay. What's the I know it's just a mouse thing and it's a (laughs) finger. I don't want to do it. Okay. It's late. I don't feel like doing it. What's number one? Number one, if, uh, you know. If you've ever been to Harry Potter, Wizarding World, or anything else, or know anything about Harry Potter, would be butterbeer. Butterbeer, and it's three v- different versions you can get in, so, dr- in drink form. In drink form, so yeah. correct. You can get it in many different forms, but in the drink form, you can get it uh, in three different ways. So this is made of cream soda. You have butter syrup, butterscotch, and cream. Obviously, if you don't um, like butterscotch, you're probably not going to like this. True, it's very butterscotch, and but, I like butterscotch. So you so can I love get it, it cold, <laughs> which is just how it comes standard. Yeah. Regular. Yeah. Then you can get frozen. Which is delicious. And you can get hot. Which last year is the first year they started serving it hot uh, 24-7. It used to just be seasonal, but now you can get it hot the whole year. Yes, you can. Um, I don't think you can get it hot in like, especially in Hogsmeade, like you can't get it hot in the carts. It's only in like actual like um, either inside at... Um, Hogshead or at Hopping Pot, but it's like not at those little stations. Yeah. Well, and over here in in Diagon Alley, they don't have those stations. Right. So you can only I mean, get. Can it. you imagine how cramped that? Well, would be? Diagon Alley is very <laughs> very cramped in there. But yeah, so yeah. you can get this. You can get butterbeer at the Hopping Pot, which is like the if you've been in there, it's like the central place where you get all the drinks basically. Yes. In the land, but uh, my personal favorite, I I like cold the regular. And you, what's yours? Uh, I'm partial to frozen. Because most of the time it's really hot and it feels nice. I mean, frozen. I will go cold and frozen. I haven't had it hot. I don't think. Doesn't sound good to me though. But it probably is good. I just don't. I think of it always being like cold at the very. I least. I think I've had it hot once, but it was like last Christmas. It was like it was cold. It was cold outside. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is appropriate. But yeah, it's eight forty nine. Yeah, and, and you, you can also get it at Leak Cauldron too. 
Yes, you can. And used to, you couldn't get it without the cream on top. This was a st- like you right. literally could not get it without it. And then this was because all the stuff in Wizarding World is controlled by J.K. Rawlings. Mm-hmm. And uh, she always said no to it. And then they, some, she or somebody changed their minds. And now you can. Because right. it was like a theming right. thing because you could, I mean, that's how it always was in the books and the movies. Yeah. So, But let me tell you something. I wouldn't get the get it without the cream. Oh, I, I totally It does agree. not taste good without the without the cream. That's just my opinion. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's kind of not, it's not bitter. It, it, it just, it's not sweet enough. One of the guys told me when I ordered it one time and uh, I was like, I went up there because I, the one reason I like it cold or regular is I was like, I don't know if I should get cold, regular, frozen or cold. And he goes, I would recommend cold. And he told me and it makes sense because I like cold brews. And he goes, yeah, it's like a pumpkin cream cold brew. The, the foam the sits foam on, top on top and it like gets into it. Right. And he goes, the best way to drink. He's, he even said, too, don't drink with a straw. He's like, you're supposed to drink it out of the cup because you get a little bit of the foam in with the butterscotch. And that's how yep. it's supposed to be. That's the way in which it's supposed to be drank, which I agree. I think that's the best way to drink it, personally. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened to me, kind of. There were some girls in front of us that wanted a straw with theirs and he was like are you sure and they're like yeah i'm a straw he's like you're gonna hate it it's gonna make you sick like it's gonna make you sick well that sounds intense i know i was like okay (laughs) all right i think he just meant like it's just not what they think it's gonna be because it's not like it's it's sweet but it's not crazy sweet that foam on top definitely helps it sure so yeah but anyways butterbeer that is one of the best ones you can get of course absolutely it wouldn't be a list without butterbeer on it Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Number two is going to be ice cream at Florian and Fortescue's. Uh, this place has some very unique flavor combinations. This is right across from the Dragon at Gringotts. Um, so uh, there are some interesting flavors you can get. Our favorite happens to be Butterbeer. The Butterbeer flavored uh, ice cream they have. It's very good. This is like, yeah. I wish I could get this all the time but it is soft serve it's not actually out of a um they don't hand scoop this right so they do hand scoops here and they do soft serve right um but the butter beer flavored is it's very popular and they i mean they have the machines for it mm-hmm. like a lot of them anyway uh so that's what we like and our, our our son actually he's not an ice cream person and we actually uh tried some butter beer, butter beer ice cream for our daughter to have again because she was like i don't know if i want it she took a bite. She's like, oh, I like it. And then our son wanted to try it. And then he ate like half of it. He inhaled it. Because he loved it. And he doesn't. So. And like you said, he, I've, we've, I've taken the kids to Cold Stone. Yeah. He never really had much to do with ice cream. He'd have Isn't a little funny? bit. But then he literally, I would have a lick. And then he like wanted more. Like he just wanted the whole thing. But yeah. yeah so it, it, it is very good. Uh, if it is a hot day, it will melt very quickly on you. Oh, yeah. Um, so the other soft serve flavors they have are banana, chocolate, Grady Smith, mint, pistachio, vanilla, orange marmalade, toffee, toffee apple, and strawberries and cream. Those are set $7.49 in a waffle cone. They also have hard pack flavors, which are very interesting. They've got strawberry and peanut butter, and that is from the books. That's what, That was Harry's uh, preference. They've got lavender and Earl Grey. You got chocolate chili, apple crumble, vanilla, salted caramel blondie, chocolate, clotted cream, sticky toffee pudding, and chocolate and raspberry. And I bet sticky toffee pudding is good. I bet you the I bet a few salted caramel. I was thinking that and the apple crumble is probably pretty good too. I've heard the lavender and earl gray is good, uh, but it's not for everybody. Like it's it's got a very unique um 
almost like floral <laughs> floral tint to I it. I love flowers in my ice cream. <laughs> but like in a good way. Yeah. Uh, and that's six forty nine for the hard pack flavors in a, in a cone. So You know, what's funny about this is the ice cream prices in here aren't really that far out of line of just going to any ice cream place. Like if you go to cream or um, Cold Stone, I mean, you're you're spending about the same amount. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. as, as theme park prices typically are a little inflated, uh, they're not that far off. Right. Bro. This is a very small shop, too. Oh, it's, it's tiny. Very tiny. So it's it doesn't take much for it to um, get backed up in there. Yeah. But they do move pretty quickly. They're trying to move you in and out of there. Yeah. Uh, which is good. But yeah, no, it's a little it's a, it's like I said, it, it's very well themed in here. So you got to look for it's a little sign. Says it on Ooh, there. Ice and cream cone yeah, on it's, the corner. It's almost it's kind of catty corner to Green Gods. That's what I said. I said yeah. across from the dragon. Yeah. Um, okay. What's number three? Number three is Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice, and it's a slightly carbonated orange soda drink with a hint of vanilla, served with an orange slice, brown sugar, and cinnamon around the rim. And you can get this at Hopping Pot and Leaky Cauldron, and it is five ninety nine. This is delicious. Now, this is your favorite. You like this better than butter beer? I do like this better than butter beer. So the first time I got this was maybe a year ago. Maybe less than I'm in that. I'm not sure. But I fell in love with it. Uh, it is a sweet drink. I'm not going to lie. It is very sweet. But the orange drink and the cinnamon together, this really, it hits the spot. I feel like this would almost be better warm. Uh, I don't know. And I do like it. I, it is really good. I don't know. I don't like it more than butterbeer. It is good, okay. though. But I don't. Part of my issue is it is very, very sweet. It is very sweet. For sure. For sure. Um, but it is, it's cheaper than a butterbeer, too. <laughs> well, I remember when the first time I went to Universal and Wizarding World was fairly new. Remember butterbeers were like five something? Yes. I do. I remember that. And then the, within a two year period, they went up to eight something. And now well, they're, they're 849 right now so look for them to be nine nine dollars here soon because i'm sure they will be yeah <laughs> that's all right uh but yeah like i said you can jared said you can find that at a hopping pot and uh it's well worth it it's well well it's good it. to, if you mix up if you, if you don't want butterbeer you're tired of butterbeer that's one that isn't really i wouldn't say that's a mainstream drink no it's kind of one that maybe the bartender would recommend to you probably yeah, yeah. So. Uh, let's see. Number four, we have chocolate frogs. Chocolate frogs. It's solid milk chocolate in the shape of a frog, and that comes in a pentagonal shaped box. What makes these unique is that there is a collectible wizard trading card in each box. So that's kind of cool. Okay. Um, the box, just the regular cardboard box, is thirteen dollars with one wizard trading card. Or you can buy a metal tin for $25. It comes with, again, one chocolate uh, one chocolate frog and five trading cards and in the metal tin. Do people trade these cards? I mean, I don't know. Is there a black market? I don't know. But there's a lot of different okay. cards. I think it's more collectible Probably, kind of thing. Yeah. And these are available at Sugar Plum Sweet Shop in Diagon Alley and also at Honey Dukes in Hogsmeade. I think you can find them sometimes in the in the gift shops of the ride. So like, I've seen can, them. I've seen them in some of them before. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can find them in uh the I forgot the shop's name of Grey Gots. Um, I can't remember it, but I know which one. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. And then the same thing for the exit of uh, Forbidden Journey. I think you can find it there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can also get chocolate frog ornaments, 
chocolate frog puzzles, chocolate frog purses, <laughs> all in the chocolate frog like the well, it looks like the box. But anyway, so they're very popular. Okay. Uh, but you can find them there. So. Okay. I'll let you read the next one because in the okay. number six one, you know nothing about. I know nothing about and it. And that would not be one that you right. probably don't want to talk about. All right. Well, I'll go to number number five, which is Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans. And this is beans? Beans. This is basically a pack of jelly beans with normal flavors, but also very weird flavors. And get up to 20 flavors. So Ron Weasley, he said this in Sorcerer's Stone. He goes, you want to be careful with those. When they say every flavor, they mean every flavor. You know, you get all the ordinary ones like chocolate and peppermint and marmalade. But then you can get spinach and liver and tripe. George reckons he had a bogey flavored one one once. Blah. See? Sprouts. So you can get some gross flavors. And I think uh, Dumbledore said... He had a, got a vomit flavored one and he's not keen to eating them. And then he took a bite of them, this one and said, mm, earwax. Do you remember that? I don't remember <laughs> okay. that. <but. laughs> um, again, these are available at Sugar Plum Sweet Shop and Honey Dukes. And just, uh, just for this little pack of 20 jelly beans, 13 bucks. Dang. So it's, and again, they're same thing that the chocolate frog is. They have a lot of products that look like the packaging of the jelly beans right. for different things. It's funny. Well, and, all, and these are things that are like from the movies. It's from like the a, books in yeah, the movies. So it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like a souvenir, but also something you can snack on. So, it's I mean, definitely recognizable for the, from yeah, the books, which is really cool. I mean, it is a cool aspect of wizarding world is those things. I mean, yes, they are being capitalist and selling you items, but How they're not you? like making it up and retroactively trying to like, Act like it works. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> just be like, no, this has always been a part of this universe. You can buy them now. Like, they're actually right. built into it. So, which is Fair cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, you want to go to the last one? All right. Last one is, and people may not know this, okay. but uh, not only can you get beer in uh, Wizarding World, but they have their own, like, special beers that like, you can only get in the Wizarding World. So, they've always had. Two, which is a Wizard's Brew, which is a milk stout. That's a very dark, thick beer. I don't really care for that too much. And they have a Dragon Scale beer, which is a red lager, which is pretty good. So they've always had that as long as I can remember. And over in Diagon Alley, you can get it at uh, uh, Hogshead. Or not Hogshead, excuse me. The Hopping Pot and then Hogshead over in Hogsmeade and over at... Uh, I mean, that is the only place you can get at Hogsmeade is over there at Hogshead. I think you can also get it in the restaurants. If you sit down in there, I believe. But uh, they just the other day, like last week, was it? What? Two weeks ago, the beer, the new beers they released. Yeah, it was like a week ago. So they came out with two new beers. One is the Daisy Root Drought, and another one is the Dark Forest Ale. And I was gonna try both of these, but uh, we had the kids with us. And if you're known about Universal, is you can't you can only get one drink per ID. So I couldn't actually buy two. Right. Unless Jamie was with me and she wasn't. So I so the two types of beers here, the Daisy Root Drought tastes like it's a golden British ale. And then the Dark Forest Ale is a brown ale with caramel notes. I was kind of torn, but I was like, I went with the Daisy Root Drought because it was a little fruitier, a little lighter, which I don't like really hoppy beers. So I was like, I'll, I'll go with this one. So it's about $12, which is about all the beers run. Yeah. Um, this is really good. This is my new favorite beer in Wizarding World. And one of the better beers that are like 
uh, you know, other than if you go to, if you like beer, you know, see people drinking like regular beers you see all the time. Uh, this one I thought was really good. It was light. It was, um, it wasn't super hoppy. It was smooth, but I really enjoyed it. So this is one of, you know, if you want to consider a beer, a snack, it, I mean, it has calories. I suppose you can. Uh-huh. Uh, it, this one's really good. So I'd say out of all four of the ones that are available in the Wizarding World, I would say the Daisy Root is is my favorite one. And it's definitely the lightest one. Like a red uh, red ale is not too bad, but this one is, is right up my alley. So I enjoy it. I do want to try uh, the other one, though, the... Um, Dark, uh, Forest. Dark Forest Ale. I'm curious uh-huh. about it. I don't know how hoppy it is. I've I've read where it's it's not really hoppy. So the next time we go, I definitely want to try that one. But I do like the Daisy Root quite a bit. Okay. Jamie tried it and she did not like it. No, I did not. But that's not a surprise. Not a beer girl. You like rum and fruity drinks. I sure do. So, yeah. They don't have that yet in Wizarding World. Of at least themed, anyways. But yeah. I- <laughs> I wish they did. Uh, speaking of fruity drinks, I have a honorable mention for you that I didn't include in the list because it's, I don't think it's th- that they're not like that delicious, but that's just a unique way of making it. So um, if you recall, they're in the middle of like right, right across from Gringotts. They have Eternals Elixir, Elixirs of uh, Refreshments. Mm-hmm. It's that little circular thing. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. Um, basically, it's a place where you can like mix your own drink so to speak, you just basically water and then you put like little, like little bottles into your water, mix it together and it creates your drink. You can do a uh, drought of peace, which is like berry flavor, babbling beverage, which is uh, fruit punch, fire protection potion, which is watermelon and peach and strawberry and elixir to induce infor- euphoria, which is pineapple and hints of green apple and mint. So that's also an option. If you want to get that, but you have to, you have to mix that with gilly water, which is just water. <laughs> what is, I mean, what is gilly water supposed to be specifically? Uh, isn't gilly water from uh, Goblet of Fire? I think. I, I, and then the thing with the. I just don't remember the specifics on it, but. Yeah, it's been, it's been too long, but yeah. anyway. Okay. So anyway, that's my honorable mention for that. Uh, is there anything we should have mentioned that we didn't? Because I mean, diagonally is very small area. Like, it's not a very big area, so you can't fit a lot of food and drinks in there. And we're not really going to talk about much in Leaky Cauldron because this is more like snack stuff that you can just like pick up. Yeah, I mean, Leaky Cauldron, like you've got to go inside there so that yeah. I feel like it's different. Yeah, um, not I mean, that I can... Th- I mean, they do have other drinks over there at, at uh, Hopping Pot. I mean... I mean, they have a couple, have a but... Few, I mean, pumpkin juice, which we've tried, which is good. It's, it's not okay. As, it's not as good as... Um, Otter's fizzy orange, I would say. Like, they have a fishy green ale. Like, yeah, there's just some other stuff. Oh, the tongue tying lemon squash, which we did try, and it's basically lemonade. It's, yeah, just basically lemonade. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say, I mean, those are the things they do have a fire whiskey, okay, because they have a I need to try that. They have advertisements that's supposed to be based in the lane. I can't remember the specifics, but I do want to try. I don't know exactly what that is. I'm, I'm assuming it's some sort of mixed drink, but I do want to try that. But other than that, I think that's it. The only thing I was going to add is Diagon Alley is small. So right. the biggest issue we have with snacks here is you're probably not going to be able to find a place to sit, at least at a table. There's a few tables over by Hopping Pot, but there are not many, especially for the amount of people to go over there. So yeah. And usually those tables, a lot of times, depending on what time of the day, it's like right in the sunlight too. Oh, yeah. And there's no shade. So oh, yeah. Uh, Sometimes, you know, if you have a snack in here, it might be easier given how busy it is in there is to take it outside and land, unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. If you want to sit down and, and enjoy it. Because it, it gets 
it gets packed in there. I mean, they made it very they made it wider than they did in the movies and but they definitely kept that feel where if it's a busy day, you were going to be shoulder to shoulder with people. Yeah. And moving. I mean, basically if you want to get a snack, if you want to get a drink, just go to Hopping Pot. Right when you get in there, just go to the right. Yeah. Like that is where you want to go because they also have um, beef or chicken pa- uh, pasties, they call them. And uh, I haven't tried them yet, but oh, okay. um, I haven't heard anything good or bad about them. But they do have those options and some chips and stuff. And you can get butterbeer ice cream there, I guess. Yeah. No, I think it was good. I mean, I think yeah. uh, obviously butterbeer usually reigns supreme. And I think butter honestly, beer. my favorite way to have butterbeer like, is actually the ice cream. Uh,. Yeah, I think it's it, yeah. You know, obviously, if you're thirsty, you want a drink is different. But I think, like, if you're to ask me, what's my favorite delivery method of butterbeer? That ice cream is pretty good. It is really good. I'm not. Yeah, you're right. You know, we had the fudge. You know, they make fudge over at uh at Honeydukes, and uh, I don't know if you can get it at the sweet shop too. I haven't checked that. I'm, you probably can, but uh, it's a little too sweet for me. I'm this, not a big fan of fudge, fudge is, for that reason. It's usually too sweet, and especially yeah. the fudge. We we got a whole thing of them before. And I used to love it, and for some reason, I mean, we just pumped too much sugar in there. It's definitely very, it's very, very sweet. Yeah. Like, I, if I ate a whole square, I feel like I would get sick to my stomach. Yeah. But yeah, same, same Z's, but. Well, anyway, so I hope that gives you an idea of what you can get over at Diagon Alley and what our favorites are. And if you've been to Diagon Alley and there's a favorite of yours that we missed, please let us know. Uh, you can go find us on social media on, uh, let's see, Facebook. We're on Capture the Magic Community. We're at on Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok. We're Capture the Magic or Cap the Magic, and then we're Capture the Magic over in TikTok. And uh, we're on Threads. We don't really use Threads though. Is that still a thing? I don't know. You were all about the Threads. I like, was, and then I was like, you, "This is I can't do this." You and like everybody <laughs> were about Threads for about two weeks, and everyone was like, "Ah, never mind." It's just it's trying to be a lot like Twitter, and I'm like, I don't really like Twitter, so that's probably you mean why. X. Sorry, X. You're right. Um. But anyway, so check us out on social media. And uh, check us out on uh, YouTube, which tell me again, there's two, the two different channels. So we have two channels. I'm gonna, I'm gonna the sure. main channel is at Captain Magic, which yes. most of our things are at Captain Magic. The yes. only one that is not is the TikTok, of course. Right. But that one is where we post vlogs and we have the Epic Universe construction updates. We're going to have uh, land previews there as well. And then we're starting. So we got some footage. We're going to actually have a video about the best snacks in Diagon Alley. That's a, like a informal, not a, I shouldn't say informal, sorry, informational video there you can check out but that's where we do that and then we have show uh a show youtube at ctm podcast where we have video versions of the show and show clips so if you want to watch us instead of just listen to us or both you can do that okay and and uh referencing listening to us uh catch our other shows on the network we've got the disney news show we do on thursdays with jared and i we've got trip tales which is my little trip report show i have on uh once or twice a month depending on how it works out. And I'll have a new episode of that in a week. It should be next week. I'll have a new Trip Tales episode. And um, don't forget to uh, look into our wonderful group, Club 32. Well, if you want more content, if you're like, wow, I want to hear more. and, and if you Wow, wanna, I need that group right now. Yeah, if you want to hear about my ongoing struggle with the wheel of our stroller and how I have finally <laughs> conquered it. And this has been an ongoing saga. 
because I'm not buying a new stroller and I'm making that wheel work as long as our kids are going to be in a stroller. Uh, <laughs> I'm in it. Anyways, uh, all sorts of updates like that, plus additional content like live streams. We have a weekly live stream we do with everybody in there on Tuesdays where we hang out and just chat about whatever. And then we have Cool Kids Kitchen, which is our uh, monthly live stream where we make a dish either you know Disney Universal based. I have the Club 32 Speakeasy where we just again go live and hang out with people and just chat over a drink and a cigar perhaps. Uh, there's a private podcast feed where we have music loops and uh, always open suggestions there but people want new music loops whether that's Universal or Disney or whatever. And um, behind the scenes looks as well. We post in there about you know more things about what happens with us behind the scenes and with our kids and our wheels of our strollers, all sorts of things. So if you want to check out there, you can go to uh, ctmvip.com. We have monthly or yearly options, and you can even do a free trial if you want to check it out. And uh, yeah, so again, ctmvip.com if you want to join there. Love to have you. Thank you very much. All right, well, I think that's it from us today. So thank you, everybody, for listening or watching. And thank you, Jared, for being here, as always, and being your awesome self. Thank you. <laughs> and as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.